The following podcast is intended for mature audiences only, meaning no children, young teenagers, or rule of three. Life in the world to come is a work of fiction, and improv is hard. Some of the topics discussed may be upsetting to some listeners, and if that is the case for you, then steal your heart. Take courage, for darker things lurk on the horizon. One could be forgiven for wanting to hold on to one's innocence. No one would fault you. Turn back now if you are frail at heart, for beyond here you will find only desolation and despair. For those of you whose souls have calloused and hardened through years of harsh winds and sizzling heat, welcome home. I'm Will Wood. A disclaimer. All gas, no brakes. Floor it, baby. We're going forward. We're going to drive off a cliff like Bonnie and Clyde. Is that how they died? I don't know. 70,000 miles an hour. We're driving into the sun, baby. I'm pretty sure Bonnie and Clyde got shot by cops. Yeah, that's, that's, I wonder what piece of media I'm thinking of. I know which one it is. I just forget what it's called. Where they drive off a cliff in like a cherry red uh, uh, convertible? Selma and Louise. Is that Selma and Louise? I think it is. Well, never mind then. Maybe. It's not Bonnie and Clyde. It's the, it's two women. You know what? I, 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 <laughs> Selma and Louise might be a different uh, duo. Uh-huh. That's a different duo. I, it's a different, it, I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. But I get what you're saying. We get, we're, we're in a convertible. We're driving off the cliff. And, and, we're get, and we're being shot. We're Bonnie and Clyde and Selma and Louise. This entire episode of this podcast exists in the 15-second the span of time uh from when we when we fucking clear the cliff and hit the bottom of the ravine i love that imagery it's just that as we're falling uh off a cliff in a cherry red convertible yeah we both whip out our microphones with their sound shields and yeah. we go welcome everybody to life in the world to we come. spend a half an hour setting up making sure that all the thing is all the sound is good we rearrange the mics, you know, we go into the backseat of the car, see if the, the acoustics are there. Mm-hmm. After about an hour and a half, we, we start the podcast, we decide, <laughs> and, you know, we do we do like an hour of material, we say something about cancer that we maybe shouldn't, we, we don't feel good about, so we start over again. <laughs> that didn't happen. That has never happened. It's it's basically just, it's, it's like the MacGruber sketches on SNL. I like Will Forte, but I don't forgive him for Scoob. Yeah. I watched the live-action Scooby-Doo movies from the early aughts yeah. uh, recently, and those movies, they hold up in the worst ways. And I love them. Yeah, they're, and, ja- they're, they're early James Gunn movies. They're just, like, weird and, like, gross in ways you don't expect them yeah. to be. Yeah. Well, apparently, like, believe it or not, or apparently originally the, the original cut of the 2002 live-action Scooby-Doo movie was R-rated. Really? It was meant to be an adult comedy, but... They, oh, fuck. I wish they... Oh, my God. Right? HBO, get on this. Release, <laughs> release the gun cut of 2002 <laughs> Scooby-Doo. I'm just... Oh, I want to see that so bad. I know, I it's right? it's so good. I bet it's great. And I think the... the um Because that was a fucking weird movie. It was very weird. That was, it didn't even feel like a Scooby-Doo story. No, it was not like, at all. like this weird supernatural island thing. I feel like... If this isn't something we've talked about on the podcast before, it's something we've talked about, like, in our normal lives. Yeah, definitely, this is not new territory for us. But I just want to mention again, what the fuck happened to Scooby-Doo's voice in Scoob? Because he doesn't do, he doesn't roll his R's. No, he doesn't, like, replace the first uh, letter of words with R's. Yeah, yeah. He just speaks in normal sentences with a terrifying speech impediment that just makes him sound really bad. We we did talk about this on the podcast when did we? when we saw the trailer for Scoop. Oh. And yeah, we meant that but the thing that we said on that is that is is, is that if you take the Rs out of Scooby Doo, he's just Pennywise. <laughs> and 
and that's what that's what he is in that movie. I love you, Shaggy. <laughs> Can I have a Scoopy snack? <laughs> I'm in hell. We all float down here, Shaggy. <laughs> Rut row. <laughs> Yeah, that was the Do you he, want a balloon? <laughs> like that was the thing. You would say Rutro and Raggy, but then that was it. Like the rest of it was just weird normal voice. Ugh. Terrifying. Terrifying. Did we also talk about how awful the It 2 uh movie was? The I've never sequel seen to it? it 2. Really? I thought we watched that. We watched we watched It 1 and then I think It 2 wasn't available so we watched the 80s It instead. Oh. That was our Halloween this past year. The um the very low production quality of the Tim Curry It yeah does not make it worse than the writing yeah. <laughs> of the It 2 movie. Yeah. Why do I keep calling it that? I, the It sequel, the It remake sequel. That's the phrase I'm looking for. The It 2. The It. I'm a skirted It. <laughs> Oh boy, you, boy, you can't be going down there and Derry. You gonna get get by the it. Don't go down to Derry. It's got its everywhere. There's it's there's chock a block with it's down there in Derry. <laughs> oh look out, kids! It's the it. Oh, you better run, fat boy. <laughs> oh, the it love getting the fat boy. Run, fat boy. <laughs> I love. He's uh, like Cajun. I don't know why this guy's Cajun. The it. <laughs> That's what I, I want to see that movie. The It. The It. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. We're burning rubber on this episode, man. From here out, we are going. It. It, it Doesn't it smell good? It smells like freedom. It smells it like smells liberty. It smells like the American West. Oh, it smells, it smells like, like, like dreams coming true, man. It smells like not having to pay taxes. Oh, it smells like having a gun in your glove compartment. <laughs> it was like having a gun in your glove compartment. It smells for, like not pulling cops, over. Maybe, maybe for you, if it all finally gets too much. Oh, it smells like checking into a hotel with cash and a fake ID. <laughs> yeah. Look, you're going to need that gun. And it's looking shiny and friendly. More and more every day. Comes a time when you realize that gun's the only friend you know. And that gun is getting closer and closer. And you're developing a more and more intimate relationship with that gun. And with each passing night, that tension between you and the gun builds until one fateful evening, you drive out into the middle of the desert and you make love to it. You make love to the gun. (laughs) Finally. This isn't a euphemism of you, any kind. No, it's not, not You at have all. sex with the gun. You feel whole for the first time since Deborah left. <laughs> and you realize that that gun has always been there. You've that deserved that gun, love this whole time. Deborah never gave you that, that feeling. No. No, but the gun will. Deborah always left you feeling empty and unseen. But that gun, that gun knows you. I was literally about to say those exact words. That gun understands the architecture of your heart. That gun and the, knows the and topography it, and the, of and your the curves soul. of your body. And what that it feels gun like. can play you like an instrument. That gun knows how to make you feel like the woman you are. You're a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you knew this. This gun's gonna make a woman out of you. <laughs> <laughs> putting the cold open well this is it this is where, this is, this is where it goes
I was, I was going to put in myself, but uh, I assume that there's stuff you got to do with like the volume and the mix, and you already have the chunk of it that we were using anyway, so uh, hope, hopefully this isn't more work than you're expecting. <laughs> Here we go, baby. We're fucking, we're somehow drifting even though we're in the air. Incredible. We're not making contact on the road, but somehow we're still up on two tires. We are so fast and so powerful and have so many horse powers inside ourselves. We are so full of the power of so many horses that our, our tires are burning up in air. We've crammed so many horses into the engine of this car that it's just... Chalk, it's just fit to burst. 400 horses have been crammed into this car. It is us and 400 horses. Some of them are in the engine. Just some of them are in the up, trunk. Just full up like a fat tick. One of, them, <laughs> one of them is in my arms. I'm currently holding a horse. <laughs> that horse isn't contributing to the power, but he's here. But he's here and he's there for you and he's a soothing presence. He's contributing to my power. You heard of horse therapy? <laughs> They they make fun of it on BoJack Horseman, but it's a real thing. You you go you 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 go to a retreat. You go you look at a horse. You pet it. You feel better, and then you pay a man twenty thousand dollars. Somebody um somebody very close to me. Um, this is like only only related because of horses. But somebody very close to me had a horse uh -huh. and uh, has told me that because of some like interfamilial. Uh, 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 rivalry that occurred at some point. Mm -hmm. Um. Uh, and uh, somebody who was who had it out for their family um, fed the horse glass, oh, and the horse died. Oh God! Yeah, is that it? Is that the end of the story? That's the whole story. <laughs> is that all you had to say? That's it. I just wanted to share that with well, you. Well, I'm sad now. I guess it's a very dark tale, is it not? <laughs> yeah, I, did, I wish I didn't know that. That's a real thing that happened to an actual human being, and not in a story. I wish you hadn't said these things to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. Did I make your did, did I make your understanding of the universe uh, darker? Ah, uh, look. No, I mean I figured it was like this, but you hate you hate you know. If there's some gross stuff in the corner of the room, you don't want to shine a light on it. You don't want to look at it. I kind of do. You just ignore it until it gets worse. I think I just have that kind of morbid fascination. That's true. You just you just love looking at that weird pile of filth in the corner of the room. I, like what can I say? I grew up on Reddit. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's just all that. It's just Reddit is just everyone on the internet being look at this gross filth. Actually, that's more like 4chan. That is 4chan. Yeah. And to be to be perfectly honest, I grew up more on 4chan than on Reddit. But yeah. But you know, either way. I wanted to say Reddit because I didn't want to give the impression that I'm a 4chan guy because I grew up on it and I was disturbed by it and traumatized by it. But you're better now. I'm I'm no longer on you've that done, website. You've done that... work. You've, you've, you've done that. <laughs> Look, addiction is hard, but you know, you do it one day at a time, you get through it. One day at a time, you walk away from 4chan. Yeah. To anybody who, out there who's listening to this and uh, has a problem with 4chan, um, go to... Uh, go to itgetsbetter.com. <laughs> go to that website, see their messaging, and it'll more or less it'll it'll apply to you too. Go to church. Go to church. <laughs> Talk to your pastor. Bring Jesus back into your life. Talk to Jesus. <laughs> Talk to Jesus. Uh, Call him up. Hey Jesus. Hey. How's it going? Good. 
I'm stuck on 4chan, Jesus. Oh, no. Jesus Christ, I need your help. Oh, okay. I can't stop going on 4chan and and reading about uh, terrible things. Oh, fuck. Isn't that just the pits? What, what, kind, what kind of stuff? Oh, you don't even want to know, Jesus Christ. Uh, okay. Ble bless me. Oh, yeah, yeah, Please? yeah. Please? Yeah, okay. <laughs> oh, I feel it. I've been smooched by the Lord. Yeah. Oh, I start doing a dance, speaking in tongues. Okay. <laughs> I love the idea of just, just aloof, disaffected Jesus. Oh, shit. Yeah, okay. <laughs> just, just Jesus who's not paying very close attention. <laughs> he's just like he's just kind of bored. He's just he's sitting on his throne up in heaven, and he hears the prayers. And he's like, "Oh shit, what? Fuck! I, uh, yeah, not yeah." He's like playing like with one of those like toys that you stick your fingers in, and like you're trying to like. He's got a Chinese finger trap on. Yeah, he's like he's really absorbed in this Chinese finger trap. <laughs> just like, like, he can't figure it out. He can't figure it out. <laughs> oh shit! What? Oh shit! Show. Oh shit! Okay, yeah, hold on. <laughs> Fuck, man. Dad? <laughs> do you have any scissors? <laughs> you need scissors. <laughs> he needs to cut it off. <laughs> like a four-year-old boy. Just, I don't... And it, then he cuts it off, but, like, both ends are, like, still stuck to his fingers. And he just, like, he just accepts it. Like, he's just, like, walking around like that for the rest of the day. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what? Oh, this? I don't know. Uh, Yeah. And then the next day, this is he's, Jesus he's a, who won't give you any details about anything. He's, <laughs> he's, I, I like I like the idea of Jesus who's always just too busy doing something with his hands. <laughs> he's just like he's always he's always doing some kind of business, like a Rubik's cube, yeah. or some kind of brain teaser, a Chinese finger trap, a like sandcastle, a, like an actor who didn't have that many lines in this scene but needed to do something, like. <laughs> He's just like making a sandwich. She's like, ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. Welcome everybody to Life in the World to Come, where we answer your questions about how to survive in the post-apocalyptic wasteland following the event. I'm Will Wood. I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I'm your worst nightmare, motherfucker. <laughs> Watch your six, hombre. You're ma I'm, I'm, I'm getting a lot of anxiety, Chris. <laughs> I, I'm scared. <laughs> what are you scared? What are you afraid of? My worst nightmare. I'm, I'm afraid of you. I'm a, I'm a scary man. You are. You have knives for fingers. I'm like a clown or something. Yeah, with knives for fingers and a gun for a tongue. I'm, uh, I'm enclosed spaces. Oh no, you're an elevator. I'm heights. Oh, you're, yeah, you're an elevator. I'm in trouble, man. I don't like elevators. I am really, I genuinely, I get very nervous yeah. anytime I step into an elevator. Our first question. Our first question of the evening. Hey, guys. Hello. During the event, will humanity still try to progress in the field of science? Or will scientific research not even matter due to the fundamental chaos of the event? Well, it depends on how you define science. Yeah. In a world governed by chaos, randomness, and just bad vibes, my dude, mm -hmm. 
science will become more of an art. That's, I was thinking the exact same thing. It's going to be a bit more holistic than it is now. That's, yeah, exactly. On, on a fundamental level, all science is is like the deconstruction and study of the world around you and how it works. And yeah, sure, the world's going to work different. The things that you're looking at are going to be different. Like right now, you might like, you may like, you might like take like a, like a, you know, you're trying to figure out uh, what like the pH levels of this water sample are. And then after the event, you're going to like, how, you're going to try to figure out like how angry the wind is. Right. Or you are going to have to check the pH ba uh, balance of the water, only it's going to be P as in urine and yeah. H as in heroin. Yeah, it's going to be... Yeah, you need to figure out how much P and H are in your water. Yeah. And so you're going to have to... Because you want to know how fucked up it's going to get you, if this is good for partying. <laughs> exactly. Um, because, because really, uh, when it comes down to it is, yes, science is going to remain as a priority. It's going to be something that we need to practice and keep in mind. But... Yeah, the nature of our world is going to have to shift. And so the manner in which we uh, approach science right. is going to have to reflect the abstract and very ethereal nature of reality following the event. Do you know how to use tarot cards? You're a scientist. <laughs> yep. Yep. Uh, star charts. You know, you know that person in fucking like seventh grade? You all know, everyone has one who, like, they signed up for, a, like, an astronomy class in high school, and they're disappointed because they thought it was astrology. That person's going to get the last laugh. Yeah, because astrology is going to be real in the world it's to gonna, come. It's going to be extremely real and extremely serious. You're going to be able to tell the future and learn about people by looking at the sky. Um, and, uh, you know... And, you know, that's insane and absurd. <laughs> yeah. That's a podcast bit, not a thing that people currently believe. Right. <laughs> it would be crazy if people thought that they could do Wouldn't it. that be so funny? And the sun has a gun. Yeah, it would be It would be so crazy if you're, like, if you were born in July and so you're like, I'm a crab. <laughs> and the, the, the interesting thing is that after the event, um, uh, most people born in July will turn into crabs. It is weird how everybody born in the same month has the exact same personality. It is. It's isn't a it? strange, uncanny thing, but it's it's simply a coincidence. Yeah. Um, and so, um, the point is, the point is that science is going to be a very different pursuit. Yeah. But it's still going to be an important pursuit. So, will we be making advances in the field of science? That depends on how you define an advance. Yeah. I mean, and by my own personal definition, I would say absolutely. You know, because again, it's not like if you're if you're if you're if you're trying to like you're not going to be able to build on the existing knowledge set that we have now. No. Which you know, depending on your perspective as as a scientist, that might be a great loss, but it also might be very exciting. It's yeah. like starting fresh. All new discoveries to be made. The the first person to figure out fire, everybody thought that guy was a genius forever. Yeah. It's and making fire is not that hard. No. You know, like you put a thing on something round and you roll it and it rolls. Everyone's like, holy shit, this guy's the smartest guy in town. And it's going to be like that, but like with new stuff. Right. So for like instance, you're going to be the first person to figure out how to talk to fire. <laughs> and it's, that's not that hard to do, but you're going to figure out how to do it. Like, that's the thing. It's going to be if you're a scientist, it's going to be a very fruitful time. Yes. And a scientific mind is going to be an important thing, too, because even if you're not, strictly speaking, a scientist currently, because there will be so much to be learned and discovered with uh, with the world that is to come, um, there will be 
uh, many available avenues for inquisitive minds to become scientists yeah. by virtue of the discoveries that lie in wait for you. Mm. And that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. That's a beautiful thing. You know, so when you're the first person to discover how to talk to fire, congratulations. You are one of the most advanced scientists of your time. You know, you, you, you can be the first person to find out uh, how many bullets a scream beast can take. Yeah. And that's going to be important information for everybody to know. You could be the one who, who first discovers the scream beast. They're going to they're gonna call the number of bullets that it takes to kill a scream beast. Jim. Uh, a, a I was literally <laughs> going to say Jim. They're going to call that a Jim. Or if you prefer, a James. You're going you're gonna to have a... That's going to be a unit of measure that people use. <laughs> I need five Jameses worth of bullets. <laughs> uh, I'm looking for a place to stay for the night. You got any available rooms? Yeah, but that'll be a James. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then you hand over a man named James, which people will also accept. Yeah. Because he can do stuff. He can, like, I don't know, he can sweep. He can open a jar of pickles. Yeah. He's got strong hands. Yeah. James. <laughs> I was just about to start talking about a man named James who's going to be important in the world to come. I would be fine exploring that bit, but I, I want I want your permission first. I just want to know that it's okay. I mean, look, this is this is this is this is stuff they need to know. That's okay, the thing. So it, look, if you think it's important information, go ahead. <laughs> You know? So should we talk about James? I, I look, it's up to you. Like, I, 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 you know what? I think we should talk about James. I think we have to address James at some point. Yeah, because <laughs> he's, he's just going to be such a big part of everybody's life. Yeah, James is going to be... Okay, so um, uh, so who is James? <laughs> well... It's... it's uh, what a question. It, right? He, he's an enigma of a man, and he's... A mysterious force. He is beauty. He is ugliness. He is joy. He is rage. He is weather. He is power. He, he is the sun. He is God. He is the devil. He is Jesus H. Christ himself. He is James. He uh, graduated in uh, 1998 from Stony Brook University <laughs> uh, with a master's in English. At top of his class. But he doesn't get to use it much because, you know, it's an English it's an English degree. Well, Because it's like, you know, he's like, this is what the Grapes of Wrath is about. And they're like, I have a gun. <laughs> and I'm pointing it at you and I want your gold. Right. And and, and he's going to have to give them their gold because he doesn't know. He doesn't know how to, you know, he learned about the Grapes of Wrath instead of how to protect gold. He's a very sensitive man. He's a quiet man. And he, he'll never tell you anything that isn't requested he won't ever put anything on you right which is why it what makes him so ideal as a firm as a form of currency <laughs> you know he doesn't ask much of you it's not gonna get in the way right he's not he, he he goes out of his way to never be an emotional burden to anyone yeah um he works very hard to uh he really does embody a stoic ideal he's not a cold yeah. man yeah he's a very warm man but he never lets his emotions get the best of him, which is an important trait in uh, money. Yeah. yeah. James can buy you... There's a lot of math <laughs> that goes into this. I'm losing my goddamn mind here. Because I'm trying to wrap my head around how James works. I'm trying to, I'm trying to figure out, okay, how, how is it... You won't. <laughs> it's just, a man, just, one man, who gets traded for money. And who everybody's going to know? And... What what is 
Here, here's this. I think the reason you're having trouble wrapping your head around it is here's the little secret of this economic system. It doesn't work very well. <laughs> it, it's it's kind of, it, it it is very. There's one thing that gets traded, and it's a guy with legs. He can go wherever he wants. He's. <laughs> it, it hasn't been thought out very well. Why? Poor James. <laughs> no, he's 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 making it work. Okay. You know, it's a career. <laughs> um. Our next question. Do you have anything <laughs> else to say about science? Oh, yeah. I forgot we were talking about science and we not We were originally James. talking about science, yeah. I'm just How do we end James. up talking about... <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, um, science is going to be uh, good, and you're going to need to do it. <laughs> Sometimes you're going to need to use science to learn things about the world and about how to navigate society and how to navigate and best control nature. You're going to need a scientific mind to learn how to train a leaf, how to fight terrorism. <laughs> and if you're if you're yeah. going to need an inquisitive and scientific mind if you're going to learn want, how to build I want a, you to I want you to look me in the eyes right now and tell me whether or not you know how to train a leaf to fight terrorism. Is the answer no? Then you're going to need science. You're going to need you science. You have to piece that one together. This, this question is very long, but I feel like there might be a good question somewhere in here, so I'm just trying to figure out which part to actually read. Interesting. Okay. And it's about ADD, and they do mention that they it, it, it makes them ramble, and uh, it's true. They do. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't want you to, It's fine. You can send as long a question as you want. I'll do the work of figuring out which part is good. <laughs> Why don't you just read the whole question? Because uh, it's very long. I'm just gonna do this I, I, part. No, that's 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 fun though. That's that's new. That's <laughs> exciting. Let's okay. try it. Read the whole question. Hi, Will and Chris. I Hello. hope you're both doing well and had slash are having a wonderful day slash night. My name is Caroline, and I was wondering if in the world to come, would I need to keep taking my ADHD medication? I tend to ramble, so TLDR. How will the practice of psychiatry be different in the world to come? And what do you and what do those who benefit from it now need to be prepared? Uh, do to do to be prepared. Please keep in mind that for me, uh, for me personally and others with ADHD, stockpiling medication is very difficult. Since the world to come will be different, <laughs> will having ADHD perhaps be more beneficial than it is in the world currently? Of course, my ADHD is mostly uh, uh, inattentive with a dash of uh, hyperactivity, which uh, could be bad if I spend too long staring at the clouds thinking about the connections between Hinduism and Buddha Buddhism and not doing whatever my evolved dog wants me to do. In parentheses. Now that I think about it, uh, I know I know you two have touched on it before, but what will religion slash faith look like in the world to come from a sociological perspective? So that was back to my one of my original thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> if I was if I wanted to keep taking my medication, would getting my prescription slash a psychiatrist to prescribe my medication be difficult? Thanks for your time. I look forward to hearing your response, Caroline. Okay, so... P.S. <laughs> Come on, no. Really? Uh, That's is, too good of a bit for there to also be a P.S. at the end. This is another side... This is another side question that just popped into my head, but will Costco membership be recognized in the world to come? Thanks again. <sighs> okay, um... <laughs> What, were, what was the question again? What were the questions? <laughs> That's the uh, thing. Psychiatry, um, religion, and Costco. Yeah, the Holy so, Trinity. So, so... 
so what what the american dream <laughs> that's like that's that's the uh that's that's uh those are the first three lyrics to uh to in, in the normal album that's how, that's how it starts right <laughs> So okay, so let's 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 human ADHD. How are you gonna get your medication? And um, let me let me let me just let's just look at this again. <laughs> okay, so let's do the end of the TD, TLDR and before it goes into the next paragraph, which is how will the practice of psychiatry be different in the world to come, and what do those who benefit benefit from it now need to be need to know to be prepared. Please keep in mind that for me personally and others with ADHD, stockpiling medication is very difficult. So stockpiling medication is not the answer. No. But no. here okay, here's the thing. And uh, as as we've established, I am a I am a brain doctor and I know what I'm talking about and my word is uh, irrefutable when it comes to matters of psychiatry. Life in the World to Come was brought to you by realbrainscientistuniversity.com. Yeah. Sign up now and use the code Life in the World to Come to get 30% off your degree. It's where I got my degree. I teach there. I'm the president. Um I'm, so it's a whole operation. We've been uh, The point the is is king. that I the point is the point is <laughs> let's not get let's not get off track. Okay. Sorry. I, Sorry I professor. An, I am an expert in all matters of the brain. And so, so you you need to believe me when I say and this is this is uh, this isn't just for people with ADHD. This is for anybody. Um, your medication is holding you back. Oh. Yeah. I, what you need. What, the thing is, it's like you, th- this this kind of manic energy, this kind of this this sort of like hyperactive uh, thing that's inside of you. You're holding it back because it's not compatible with the society that you live in now. That's true. But it's going to be one hell of a you're going to you're going to be moving fucking 80 miles an hour at all times in the apocalypse. Yeah, and the society or lack thereof that we're going to see in the world to come is going to uh is is going to be set up or not set up in a way that requires uh what's the word I'm looking for? Uh deviation. Mm. It's going to require people who are different yeah. because as we are right now, our society is so restrictive in its roles and in the paths that it cuts out for us. And because of it, any deviation from the norm becomes a hindrance. Whereas in the world to come, because yeah. it will be such an open playing field, anything that makes you different has it's the just, potential to make you special. It's a new strategy that you can use. Exactly. Yeah. If you have... Uh, uh, if you have excess energy, if you have a short attention span, that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have trouble in a world where paying attention to something for too long can be a problem and staying still can be a problem. Mm-hmm. Right now, they want you to focus on charts and spreadsheets and school the and, fucking man. And, and functioning, you know, yeah. whereas, whereas in the world... Yeah, and, and, and making that's it through the day, being okay. Yeah, yeah, you know the man like wants a you to pitiful little worm. <laughs> but you the... need to be strong and miserable. Exactly, in the world to come, that fine line between genius and insanity will no longer be there. Here's the thing: is like, look, as a person with ADD myself, a lot of a thing that a lot of people don't talk about when it comes to ADD is the other side of it, which is hyperfocus. Mm. The thing is, the thing about ADD is that yeah, it's really hard to focus on things that you're not interested in, but it's 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 like you you have an ability to focus on stuff that actually interests you with a kind of like intensity that is that is like really elevated from a lot of other people. So like you know when you when you watch that land shark eat your son. 
Like you're, you, will, you will spend the next ten years of that life, your life, hunting down that man shark, not sleeping once, never blinking, your thoughts never straying from the face of the wretched beast that took that took your boy. God, you, you're gonna what be, a tale. You're gonna be a you're you're gonna be a machine. You're gonna be a weapon of God. Uh, that's a, with a one track mind. And that's really the, the the sad thing about our society right now yeah. is that it marginalizes people with uh, brains that deviate from the norm uh, in right. ways that prevent them from being a weapon of God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing that I think is just the saddest thing about modern psychiatry and big pharma is that it prevents us from being weapons of God. Go, go into your bathroom, into your bathroom cabinet. Look at the antipsychotics that you have in there. Yes. That's keeping you from becoming a weapon of God. Oh, well, I don't take them. <laughs> my psychiatrist said it might give me give me tits and make me die in my sleep. I actually wasn't, so, I wasn't talking. I forget that you actually do take antipsychotics. I take, I take mood stabilizers. The antipsychotics, like I said, I don't take because I don't, don't want to take, ta- I don't want to grow tits and die in my sleep. Right. I wasn't talking about you. I was talking about a hypothetical well, person who has antipsychotics. Well, I have them. I'm just what saying. What should I do with them? Uh, that voice in your head that's telling you that you're a weapon of God, that you're taking pills to suppress. Mm-hmm. Maybe listen to that voice. I don't know. Well, you know, they used to. Yeah. <laughs> they used to. They used to. They and called you know that what? shamanism. We, most have, we used to have more weapons of God walking around. That's true. We did. And yeah. that was good. <laughs> that was better, I think. <laughs> it was definitely good back when mental illness made decisions about our 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 uh, societies. I think if there's one problem with our society right now is that there aren't enough angry young men walking around thinking that they're weapons of God. Exactly. You know, that's <laughs> yeah, what I'm always saying. I think saying. especially lately we need more of that. We really do. <laughs> and it, it's it's really it's really a shame that we're that we're not we're not letting people with serious mental illnesses have access to the things that allow them to be weapons of their god. <laughs> It's it's like come on. Yeah. It's too hard to access <laughs> these things that allow crazy people to become access at weapons of God. Yeah. This and for ADD too. <laughs> <laughs> right, yes. Um, <laughs> um so um I would I would also say that, you know, all of this being said, that doesn't mean that there won't also be at times some need to alter your brain chemistry in the world to come. Right. Not just for the sake of giving yourself heightened uh, you know, cognitive abilities yeah. or like you, you um, to do, get fucked up. Right, you can do vats from Fallout. You can do that. Yeah, you can. Yeah. You can do that. If you stop taking your medication now, yeah. you will be able to do You'll vats be able to do from Fallout. Vats from Fallout. <laughs> Which is going to be super cool, it's man. It's going to be cool. You can zoom in. You can see what the percent chance of you getting a headshot is. Yeah, and if you've got if you've got enough uh, points racked up, you can get the bloody mess perk and have them explode when you shoot them with your... Uh, 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 your your gun that you made out of, of bottle caps and plywood? Yeah. That's pretty neat, man. It's pretty fun. Yeah. So, um... And what's standing in your way? Adderall. Yeah. Stop taking that Adderall. You gotta stop right now. And start seeing in slow motion. <laughs> um, Look, that's, I, um, I'm, I have ADD. I'm unmedicated. And I, I, I'm basically The Flash from DC's The Flash. It's true. Chris was able to, uh, to shoot... Uh, a, a fat man at me uh, and make me blow up before I could even see him take it out of his yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, arsenal. Yeah. 
um, because of his uh, immense command over the VAT system. Yeah, my incredible speed. I saw him uh, kill a radroach in no time at all. I'm the quickest draw in the West. <laughs> Specifically because I refused to take ADD medication because I had a bad experience with Concerto when I was 15. So psychiatry, um, you're also going to be able to chew bark and that will make you concentrate better. Yeah, it's going to be kind of a grab bag though because like all the barks are going to do different stuff. Yeah, trees are going to be a real uh, a real Russian roulette. It's just a medication roulette. You chew on some trees? Chemotherapy. <laughs> yeah. Chew on other trees? Heroin. Some of those, yeah, I was going to say, some of those trees are going to be morphine, and that's, that's like, you know, that's, that's like when you get, like, your favorite flavor uh, mystery pop, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's like you get, you, you, you get a mystery pop, and it's a blue one, and you're like, oh, fuck yeah. Mm. It's going to be like that, but, like, with morphine bark. Yeah. And, and, and also, um, uh, cattails. Hmm? Cattails. I don't know. What do you mean? You know, uh, pond, pond cocks? Hmm? River wieners? Uh, Cattails? Uh, oh, to eat. Yes. Yeah. Those those yeah, will sure. also have drugs in them. <laughs> yeah, probably. I bet they will. No, no, they will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what kind? Uh, uh, it could be anything. That's the point. It's yes. That they're yeah, all, there it's, we go. Same it's, thing it's, as the it's just a random number generator That's inside mostly these plants, and they're all... <laughs> most plants. Yeah. Most plants... Uh, as, aside from marijuana, which will stay the same, um, because fuck yeah. Yeah, um, dude. It's just going to be, it's hell nothing yeah, will change dude. about marijuana. Hell yeah, man. Whatever kind of malevolent force sweeps across the earth, changing everything, mm. it's going to hit marijuana and it's going to be like, nah, this is fine the way it is. It, well, you know, that's... No problems. Hell yeah, Nailed dude. it on the first draft. <laughs> um, because marijuana is already... An evil, evil plant. Yeah, it's already, it's already, the, the devil already has his little fingers sunk deep into marijuana. God, I There's hate the devil's little fingers. His little, little, his little spindly fingers. It's, I mean, th that's what makes him so good at the violin. Yeah, he's got small, dexterous fingers. He can do anything with that thing. I imagine they're long but thin. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, depending on the devil. Yeah. Because, as you know, there are many different devils. Yeah. Um... <laughs> <laughs> um, especially in the world to come, um, there's going to be like a, like thousands of devils. And you're not going to know which one is Satan, which one is Lucifer, which one is Asmodeus. Which one is Satan, but like a different Satan? Like that's just his name? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's just going to be a problem. It's just going to be like, well, this is Satan. This is Satan uh, Johnson. <laughs> and uh, this is... This is Satan McCarthy. <laughs> Satan Goldberg. Yeah. We don't... <laughs> I don't mean anything by that joke. Um, <laughs> um, so, yeah. Um, which brings us to your question about religion, which I forget the exact nature of, but it was a question about religion. They did kind of briefly touch on religion in the middle of the question in, in a way that, I mean... We could look at the question. Yeah, let's take another <laughs> another quick we, we, look. We could we could go we could dive back into the text, the sacred text. <laughs> we can dive back into this scroll that was delivered to us. Okay, yeah, she was giving an example about how about thinking about the connections between Hindus and Buddhism, and then says, "Now that I think about it, uh, I know you two have touched on it before, but what will religion slash faith look like in the world to come from a sociological perspective?" You're not. Uh, well, I'll tell you, you're not going to need faith. Because mm. you're just going to see it. Yeah. You know, we've yeah, said it before. God's just going to be around. As confusing as we sometimes make this apocalypse scene, it's all going to be very clear to you when you're there. Yeah. Like, you're not going to have a lot of questions. No. No. 
It's like, why is it hot? Because the sun is mad. Right. And he's and you know he's <laughs> mad because he's telling you. He's screaming at the top of his lungs. He's bellowing it from space. And he's pointing a gun at you. <laughs> he's pointing a gun at you. So you know the sun's pissed off. You might not know why exactly. Why are there bullets flying at my head? Because the sun is angry. Exactly. A lot of the answers to your question are going to be because the sun is angry. And, and you know, it's going to be a lot like, it's going to sound, when we tell you this, it's going to yeah. sound like ancient... Uh, you know, my- mythological explanations for how the world works. Right. You know, like when the wind uh, picks up, starts uh, speaking actual words to you, and tornadoes uh, have faces and yeah. call you names. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the answer is going to be well, it's because the wind is angry at you because mm-hmm. you you did a sin. Yeah. And that's going to, that sounds like we're, like that's that's nonsense. Right. But no, that's going to be just how it is. Yeah. The gods are going to be angry. you got to avoid doing wind crimes. You Oh, boy. Oh, should we get into wind crimes? <laughs> into wind crimes. Because that's, it's going to be really easy to accidentally commit a wind crime. Most, most, both theology and religion in the world to come is going to be uh, revolve, revolving around navigating wind crimes. Wind law is very it's, confusing. It's, it, there's a lot of, it, there's a lot of like old stuff from like the 1800s that's mixed in there. Yeah. Like there's like stuff in, in, on like the wind crime law books about like serfdom. Yeah. And it's like confusing because it's like not relevant anymore, but the laws are still in place. You know, those those weird. Um, it's like a weird thing where you like you study a law long enough and you're like, wait, does this mean I can technically own people? Right. You know, the um, it's it's like the uh, that that weird, like 18th century pseudo law book often cited by sovereign citizen people. Mm. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, I forget what it's called. But yeah, uh, well, it's interestingly enough, it's called wind law. Uh, and it's um, a lot of wind law is going to be informed by that book. Yeah. Um, so sovereign citizens are actually going to be legitimate, kind of. Yeah. There's They're going to be, be right no about nations. something. Yeah. God, I bet they can't fucking wait. There's there's only there's only one law, and it's and it's it's the law of the gun. <laughs> that beautiful beautiful sensual gun. The law of the gun. Starring Liam Neeson. Starring Liam Neeson as the gun. Oh, I like that. <laughs> oh, I want to see that movie. Yeah, just a gun with like a deep Irish brogue. Just kind of like, yeah. like a sensual deep Irish gun. Oh, yeah, the story of a man who has a, a talking gun. You know, it's, it's, forget <laughs> Knight Rider. Forget that weird movie from the 90s, the skateboard kid where the guy's got a talking skateboard. This is, this is... The Law of the Gun, where Liam Neeson plays a talking gun. Yeah, and they make love. Oh, that's great. Oh, yeah, dude. There's yes. they, they spend a full 20 minutes just watching <laughs> whoever the fuck they cast alongside Liam Neeson. Who gives a shit? Just get <laughs> fucked by a gun. And here's the while twist. Liam Neeson moans in ADR. They show... All of it. <laughs> Every single piece. <laughs> when we were having that conversation earlier, you were probably kind of like, okay, but seriously, what are the mechanics of lovemaking with a gun? You're going to find out in this movie. And this movie They're is going to be the, all of it. This is going to be the last movie ever made before the <laughs> yeah. world ends. This is going to be, they're going to finish it after the event. It's going to be the only movie that survives. There's going to be, there is going to be like an hour's worth of film reel left after the event. And this is what they're going to spend it on. Yeah. This is going to be the la- Hollywood's last hurrah. The Law of the Gun. The starring the Liam, gun. Liam Neeson as the really beautiful, virile, and loving gun. Mm-hmm. 
with his sensual touch. A fair and gentle gun. Mm. Sexy gun. A, a, a strong but sensitive gun. I'm going to fuck a gun. I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to watch you. <laughs> okay. Did <laughs> <laughs> right, I answer your question? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. About ADD. Did we? Did we? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, religion? Did, good. Religion's fine. Good. Uh, do it. Stop taking your medication. Yeah. Because uh, um, it'll if, make you more powerful. Yeah. And if you're wondering about God, just look around because he's around, just going to be around. He's going to be hanging out and he's going to be like, God God will answer your prayers after the apocalypse, but it's going to be like, you know, you're going to be like, you're going to, you're going to kneel in front of your bed. You're going to put your hands together and you're going to be, and you're going to be like, please Lord. And he's going to be like, what? <laughs> what do you want? I'm busy. It, it's um god's patience is gonna grow thin <laughs> after the event and it'll be understandable i mean this is the king of the universe and nobody has any gratitude for his works he's just like sitting in heaven his like beard's all scraggly he's sweating he's just like picking up he's got like two telephones like, on either he's, like, two. he's got a waste paper basket overflowing <laughs> with crumpled up people <laughs> yeah <laughs> He's got like eight cigarettes burning in an yeah. ashtray. Yeah. <laughs> He's just fucking crushing a pack of marble reds. <laughs> oh, poor God. Poor God. Poor God. He's going to be so stressed gonna out. He's going to have his work cut out for him. And you know, if you're not careful about the way you send your prayers to him, it's going to be a real monkey's paw sort of situation because he doesn't have time for everyone. Right. Come on. Yeah. It's going to be bitter. So if you, you know, if you go, you know, please God allow me to survive this raider attack he's gonna go okay fine but then you're gonna die of the diseases that they give you in the process that's the thing about religion in the world to come is that every prayer you make will come true but most of the time you're not gonna want to make prayers because if it's not worth god's time he's gonna be a real petty asshole about it <laughs> he'll, he'll like grant your wish but it'll be fucked up and bad yeah exactly exactly unless unless it's a really good prayer Unless it's, like, something you really need, in which case, you know, come in clutch, but... Yeah. Yeah. But also, God's got, like, weird priorities, so it's, like... He doesn't have the same priorities as you and I, I'll tell you that. No. But, like, you knew that. <laughs> it's gonna be, like, you know, if you ask if you ask God for, like, I don't know, to help you win at Mario... <laughs> you'll win at Mario, but then Mario will come out of the TV... And beat and... the shit out of you. And... and I was gonna say, fuck your wife. He's gonna fuck your wife. Oh, that's great, man. Yeah. High five. Play me some skin. <laughs> Hell yeah. This this seems like the kind of thing we'd talk about. When people die in the wasteland, is there a chance their bodies could be transformed into some creature? Yeah. Pro yeah. Of course. You could do that now. Yeah, that's true. I wouldn't recommend it. Sounds no, fucked get, up, but you, you know. Can, yeah, you just put put some specific stuff in your will about what you they want what they want you to they want to do with your body. I have requested specifically to be rearranged into the shape of a horse. You know what you could do is you could just tape a dead guy to a dog. <laughs> and there you go. Incredible. <laughs> The advancement science has made. I am become God. 
It's alive! The power of life held in the palm of my hand. There's just a fucking shih tzu with a fucking corpse just yeah, tied just to its tail. Yeah, just taped to it. Just oh, like, yeah. That's good. I like, like that. Using, like, gaffer's tape. Just, like... <laughs> it's falling off. It's act, The tape is actively coming apart. There's and a it drags this corpse across. It's like a border collie. It's like a very small dog. Oh, I like dog. that. Yeah, it's yeah. It's just kind of dragging a dead body around with it. It's it's a Shiba Inu with human hands taped to its head. The rest of it's missing. There's just a guy in a lab coat going, Alexander wept! <laughs> for there were no lands left for him to conquer. And then he kills himself. <laughs> and then he kills he has nothing left to live for because he's discovered the secret of immortality, and that is taping a dead guy to a dog. And that's science. In the that's, si- that's science. The I'm getting lightheaded again. You just gotta put. You just gotta. You just gotta start killing stuff and taping it to animals. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, and and so does step that answer one, the question? Gun. Step two, tape. Step three, any animal. I, I love that. That's science, baby. You're you're gonna want to strap your dead father's head to the back of a turtle. Yeah. That's it. And then he's back. And <laughs> <laughs> that's the same as having your dad again. And the way that like the human mind will generate new information from nothing in order to fill voids and in information in the world to come. Yeah. You're not gonna be able to tell the difference between a dead father and a living father. You're gonna see your dead father's head head strapped to a turtle and you'll be like, huh, dad, you lose some weight? <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like you're gonna be talking to your father's decapitated head either way. Yeah. And if you just tape him to a turtle, that's gonna be that one little extra bit of realism that's gonna really sell you on the whole thing. It's gonna feel better. He's gonna be you know, the head's gonna wiggle around, its jaw's gonna jiggle back and forth. It's gonna blink maybe. Yeah. That'll be nice. That'll that'll really It'll, it'll be like he's there again. Grief will be a thing of the past. Yeah. There will be no loss. <laughs> except there will be a lot. If you've but got also... tape in an animal, <laughs> there, there's, you never got to say goodbye to Grandpa. <laughs> Strap him to a dog. Edward was a kind and gentle man. He leaves behind his son and his grandson. If only somebody had taped his head <laughs> to a dog. <laughs> what can we say about James? Well... Nobody taped him to a dog. Oh, what's that? You brought some tape? Does anyone have a dog? Never mind. Go (laughs) home. He's fine, everybody. (laughs) Everybody just like, it's like, oh! Oh, good, thank God. Well, funerals aren't only going to be a thing in the world to come. It's mostly just going to be like tentative, just like parties, just like, are we going to tape him to a dog or not? Yeah, it's just like you're acquiring a dog. You have a you have a small family gathering while a dog is acquired. I can't think of anything right now, dude. I'm I don't know what happened. We came back into it and my brain was just not there anymore. Look at look out the window of the car. Oh, I forgot we were in a car. You were look at the car. We're still Fuck. We're, we're, like, we're going. We're falling. We're still falling. We're going 100 miles an hour. Do you feel it, Will? I Do you want... feel the wind whipping through your hair? I just want to hit the ground already. I want the sweet release of death. Then do it. I want Feel to it. burst into flames. Feel the car crumbling in front of you as it folds in on itself, hitting the cold ground of the canyon floor. I can feel... Feel the dashboard coming through your sternum, your bones bending and snapping. I can feel the chassis of the car crumpling like an origami swan 
and pushing my knees up through my thighs. The warmth in your chest as blood fills your lungs. I can feel my muscles tearing. (laughs) I can feel the (laughs) agony of all of my major organs not even shutting down, but being obliterated. And I can feel the fire. Oh, fuck yeah. I can feel it. I can feel myself burning. It's beautiful. Will Major League Sports still be played in the world to come? Of course. Why else would the Sun be so pissed off about the Packers? I'll tell you one thing. The Packers don't win that often. No. No, the Sun's (laughs) going to be mad about it. A lot of time. Yeah. It's going to take it out on you. There will also be different sports. Yeah. Um, Blood sport will be the name of the game. Not literally. I mean, it'll be the name of one game. It'll be the name of one of many games. It'll be the name of the game Blood sport. But it will also be... Well, it's be... about how, like, you know, football and, like, and you could also use that to describe soccer, but it's a different thing. Yeah. It's like that. Like, there's, like, there's a game called blood sport. But it's basketball. But it's basketball. <laughs> and then there's a different game where you swim around in blood, and that one's called uh, cribbage. <laughs> <laughs> and you're right. just like, I don't know, what is, yeah. And there's another one where uh, you uh, basically, it's... You tie your wrists together, and you both have knives, and you try and stab each other, and that's backgammon. <laughs> so, you know... Yeah, because you're trying to get him in the back. Right, exactly. You're trying to gam him in the back. You're trying to gam him right in the back. It's backgammon. Yeah. That's really the thing, is we're not going to have teams and leagues. So when you say big league uh, uh, sports, no, we won't have big league sports, mm-hmm. but we will have professional athletes who rove from town to town challenging people to various sports, um, and you know, reaping the benefits when they are the victor. There's going to be big league sports in that the league is everybody and the sport is stabbing. Right. <laughs> exactly. Um, so, you know, it's a very, very big league. Yeah. Anybody <laughs> can challenge you to a professional sport at any time. You're going to sleep, live, and breathe professional athletics. Right. And, yes, there will be, there will be Raider teams that band mm. together to play team sports with people who they challenge whether or not they want to play them. Right, the Los Angeles Um, Raiders. Right, exactly. The Los Angeles Raiders are going to be roving the wasteland. Yeah. Um, They're going to be the last team other than the Green Bay Packers (laughs) um, who still survive. And and, and both of these teams are going to be wandering the wastelands looking for people to challenge to whatever sport the... The Raiders play, um, and I want to say I want to say basketball. I think it's football. I don't know. I know the Packers are football. I feel like there's a Raiders that does basketball, but I don't know. You're going to live in fear that somebody's going to want to play sports with you. Yeah, just like I do, right now. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, what a nightmare. Terrifying. Just the just the just the idea of having an okay time at a party with, oh God. with normal men. Oh no, and then you know when you says... hang out with normal men and like it's going fine for once. And they're like, hey, how about a game of touch football? And the world crumbles around you. Oh, a nightmare. Everything, everything just goes fucking black. Oh. And see, it's going to be even scarier in the world to come. <laughs> it's going to be, yeah, because it's like, there's high stakes. But because... They take out their AK-47s and they're like, it's time to play touch football. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a fun question. How oversaturated will the folk punk scene be? Will I have to find another genre to both express my pent-up anger and sadness and fuel my individuality complex? Um, 
Well, how much more oversaturated could it be? Yeah, it's a good question. It's 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 already fit to bursting at this point. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is the thing is like the energy of it is going to be very punk for sure. There's going to be like literally like it's it's the kind of thing where like you know you you kind of pick up a guitar. And, like, the first thing that kind of, no matter what kind of music you're into, the first thing that kind of comes out of you naturally sounds like folk music. Yeah. It's going to be like that with punk. Because there's only going to be electric guitars. There are not going to be any acoustic guitars left, no. Yeah, no, it's only electric guitars. How do they work with no electricity? Only God knows. Yeah, but, but they do. But acoustic guitars, they won't work, they won't be around because they get destroyed so easily, they're so fragile, and they take a lot of craftsmanship and patience to make, whereas electric guitars can be made out of, like, driftwood, yeah. um, out yeah. of a tree, yeah. um, out of a human... Bone. Bone. Thank you for saying bone. <laughs> Um, or just like a leg, just like with the flesh and stuff still on. If you're fucking just like, as hell. like like a baby, or like a Make little baby. Of a dead baby. You kill a baby, and you turn it into a guitar. Yeah, that'll be like a normal thing. It'll be all over the place. You know, you're gonna have to stretch out that baby to make it uh, the size of a guitar. Yeah, neck. but you just you go down to the to the bazaar. And you buy a baby stretcher. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you, you bring James to the bazaar and you buy a baby stretcher. You, like, go, you go to any any standard music shop and buy a baby stretcher. Yeah. And then to stretch your baby for a guitar. Yeah. Or you buy the baby there, too. You buy the, yeah. You gotta buy the baby. You got the baby. The problem is that... If, you'll, see, you'll see the baby crawling around back behind the counter and you'll be like, how much for the boy? And they'll say, one half of a James. <laughs> like, one half a James. And then you'll cut James in half, and you'll, you'll throw him over the counter, and they'll give you a baby, and you kill the baby, and yeah, you, you and James's legs go on your merry way. Yeah, and the music shop owner will, uh, you know, silently contemplate the economic ramifications of the death of James. <laughs> but by then, you're already off, you know, you're back home jamming out on your new guitar. Well, I mean... You don't got to worry about nothing. You know, James is, uh, you got to make change somehow. Yeah. <laughs> you know. You know, we're all talking about destroying capitalism. Not not many people have the, the gumption to put their money where their mouth is and kill James. I'm like, I'm like so desperate to figure out how to make a costs an arm and a leg joke <laughs> with James. And I can't figure it out. But I just want you to know that I'm doing it. In my head, you, you you go up to the guy at the bazaar and you say, "How much is that?" And he looks up, at, looks James up and down, and looks at you and says, "It's gonna cost. It's gonna cost him an arm and a leg." Thank you. I'm a professional comedian. I'm a joke. I'm a joke man. I craft jokes. I apply my trade. I have a little workshop that I go down to. The joke shop. The joke shop. The joke uh, workshop. That sounds like the name of a bad comedy club. Yeah. <laughs> the joke shop. Hey, it's the joke shop. We sell jokes. The we'll funny sell your jokes. We'll write down your jokes while you're doing them, and we're going to sell them to people. The, the goof hole. <laughs> Come on down to the goof hole. <laughs> Open mic night at the goof, goof hole. Um, <laughs> you know, stand-up comedy is dead. <laughs> but it will come back to life in the world to come as a, a resurrected corpse of what it once was. Yeah, like many things. And um, the the only comedy club that will be widely uh, 
visited will be the goof hole. The goof hole, yeah. Um, and it's it's less of a comedy club and more just a gaping maw in, in, in the crust of the earth. You jump into it. Yeah. And hopefully there's something funny down there. I've been told there's something funny down there. I, I have too. That's the rumor. Yeah. No one, no one's come back to say for sure. No, but people keep jumping in. People keep jumping in because you know you, they hear they hear there's a good show. Yeah. And they got nothing else going on. You know, for some reason you look into the goof hole and you're just like, that looks funny. That looks fucking funny, dude. That looks hilarious. That looks What's funny. going on down there? I'm gonna fucking jump in this goof hole and see what it takes. <laughs> Take a ride in the goof hole. And um, you know, goof hole. Uh, will end up being a chain. You know, yeah. there will be goof holes yeah. all around the country. It'll just be one of those mysteries, you know, uh, where, you know, comedians will, uh, they'll be traveling from one goof hole to the next. And that's the thing, is that only people with enough funny juice in them seem to be able to escape a goof hole. I've never seen somebody go into a goof hole and come back out unless... They were very, very funny. And you see, the thing is, is that uh, um, stand-up comedy is a lot like punk rock, because that's what this question is about. Oh, really? And and one and that's the thing is, if you're worried about oh, the the oversaturation of the punk scene, what you want to what you're gonna want to do is open up a bunch of punk clubs that are actually just gaping holes in the surface of the oh, earth. Oh, so smart. Try, yeah, if you want to get rid of some of the competition, you'll just be like. You know, you just uh, dig a big pit and put a sign out in front of it that says, yeah. says uh, punk here. Yeah, I like that. And these fucking punk rock, they're fucking idiots. They're rubes. They'll just jump in. Yeah. They think they're individualists, but they're a bunch of fucking sheep. You start digging punk holes? You you, you get, you put, what you do is you dig a punk hole. And then you have like, <laughs> then you have a cool guy in a denim vest stand outside the punk hole. Yeah. And be like, yeah, it's pretty cool in there. Yeah. And they're just going to start throwing themselves in that hole. Oh, they're shit. They're just going to line up in front of that hole. First, you have to convince your intended targets mm -hmm. that they'll be able to play the punk hole and get paid. Um, so what you do is you tell them that a larger national touring act is coming through and that all you have to do is sell 30 tickets and then they'll let you play. Mm. And then you just let them sell the tickets, you keep the money, and then right. you push them in the hole. Um, and it's a shame, but that's definitely going to be the best way to kill punk rockers. Yeah, because they're already used to abuse. Exactly. They're already, they, that's just, that's, that's their love language is being, is having their money taken from them. If they haven't, if, if they haven't been exposed to the pre-sale scam yet, yeah. it'll work. Yeah. If they have <laughs> been exposed to the pre-sale scam, doesn't matter. Just, just tell them that, uh, against me is it's, playing. Yeah. There's like a cool record or something down there. Yeah. There's a big pile of black denim, denim vests at the yeah. bottom of this pit. Yeah. And they'll just, they'll just fling themselves into it. Tell them that there is a jacket down uh -huh. there yeah. that's like a windbreaker with that 90s cup design oh, yeah. on it. Yeah. They'll they'll go in by the dozen. Mm -hmm. And you'll be destroying folk punk rockers like left and right. They'll be dropping like flies right. until eventually you are the only one. And that's that true. will be uh that that's something you can do. But you just have to watch out for other people. God, that's just the dream of every folk punk artist. To be the only one. Just to be the only folk punk artist. <laughs> You know, uh, so that nobody is be the only folk punk artist, so that nobody can tell them that their music sounds like other folk punk artists anymore. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there are no bands left for you to compare me to. Thanks everybody for listening to Life in the World to Come. <laughs>
This has been a podcast. Hell yeah! You guys. can you can you can uh, you can subscribe to us on Patreon if you like this. If you like giving people five dollars, then subscribe to us on Patreon. Cool. Uh, our themes, our intro and outro music is "We Are the Hellhounds" by the Taxpayers. This is the chillest outro. I'm just taking it easy, baby. Uh, you can you can rate our podcast on iTunes, and uh, oh, we're on Spotify now. And rate us on iTunes. Is there anything else? Did I say all the things? I think I think we got it. I think we got it. Let's take it in for. Oh, up! Oh, it's happening. Oh wait, we already did the thing where the car crashed, but like it hadn't. We're not dead yet. The car had crashed, but our skulls were still intact. Oh, I died now. Well, we're getting there. Can you feel it? Can you feel your brain crumpling against the windshield? Yeah, no, I'm. I, I died before you did. Oh, okay. You know, I died earlier. And it's kind of the, this beauf- beautiful, perfect moment of serenity where it's just me in the car. Yeah. And I'm looking over at your shattered skull. And my and, spirit is rising from my body and looking down on you. Yeah. And I'm feeling fragments fragments of my own skull begin to puncture my brain. Yeah. Just like I've, I, you know, and it's just like having weird effects on my emotions because it's all happening in slow-mo. Mm-hmm. Like my, like I just get like really angry because of like the part of my brain that the skull is in. Yeah. And I just like, I, I feel this crazy mix of emotions. As, the, as, as I continue to, like, get closer and closer to the ground, even inside the car, because it's just folding in on itself. Squish. Oh, here it is. My nose is right up against the concrete. Good night, sweet prince. I feel it caving into my skull. Rest in peace. And I'm gone. Wow. Out, brief candle. Spare change, there is no such thing as money here.